0: Welcome to the Right Place podcast, where we learn with you how to navigate the world by building better connections, relationships that last, and businesses that thrive. My name is Rudolf Rotenbach, and with me as always is John Watson. John, how are you doing?
1: I'm great, Rudolf. Uh, another sunny day here in Cape Town. Um, all going well on my side. I'm um, yeah, looking forward to, to catching up with you after our uh, business networking events.
0: Yeah, good. It was a busy few weeks, firstly, with all the arrangements around uh, Chris's tour that's coming up, secondly, with doing our day jobs that people sometimes don't think we still have, and then thirdly is is these networking events that we do try and host and plan and and try and get some value to people that, that want to attend them. So it has been rather busy. Um can't believe that it's the end of the first month of the year already and, and that the next December holiday is almost upon us again. Um, but yeah, I'll, what have you done apart from these th- three things that I've spoken of? What have, what have you been busy with, John?
1: Um, I've been working on an update on my website. Uh, I've been working with a, a great guy, um, Adrian Mayberg who also does our CBN invites and adverts and things like that. Um, so he's built a new website for me, which is excellent, and also been writing out some keynote talks um, that I want to launch in 2024. I've had a great topic ideas, um, and now it's been a case of fine-tuning and putting them together. Um, I'm talking at a few um, events coming up uh, soon, so hopefully i going to get some positive feedback on it uh, I always try and bring an interesting angle to networking and connecting with 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 people and ideas um I think we are long past the uh, the days of traditional networking business cards, things like that. I think we need to do it in a better way, and that's what I'm trying to activate um in people
0: yeah, it's very interesting i'd, I'd like to hear one of those one of one or two of those speeches at some stage, but before we start interviewing you again. Let's quickly have a chat about the IBN and the CBN meetings that we've had. So January is done. We've, uh, yours was on the 25th of, of January, the Thursday. And in Pretoria, we had the Irene Business Network on the 30th. So actually um, in this week, and what's rather exciting on my side, we had a speaker called Peter Scholz. Peter is a, a business and executive coach within Action Coach in South Africa. Um, and yeah, from from a organizational point of view, we had a, a lot of interesting developments in that uh, Peter works predominantly in US time. So he's based here from South Africa, obviously, but he's got a big corporate client in the US. So he had to cut out a bit of his working day to come and speak at the event, which he willingly did. Um, didn't put... Um, yeah wasn't at risk that he couldn't come or anything um He's a utter professional in that, but um interesting to see how the world has changed and how we should adapt our businesses as well to make the most of it and and he spoke a bit about that. Um, our topic for the week was um or, or for the month was doing business in turbulent times. And he gave such relevant things to try and get us to to get going. And, and things like a vision. Do you have a vision for your business? Uh, do you have a vision for yourself? And do you have a vision for your family? Um, do you plan those type of things as well? Because the three need to work together. Otherwise, the business is also not going to work. Then spoke a lot about scaling business, which I quite enjoyed because otherwise you are the business and you cannot replicate it and you will be forever the the breadwinner within the business, but you, you're you going to struggle to get it to grow to such an extent that you can actually um, live off it um, and and have a meaningful life. And, and by that, it's freedom and time. Do you have the time to do what you like while still working? Do you have the freedom of choice? And and spoke a lot about that. So I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, very good speaker. He's a He's a professional in that because I think from a coaching background, that's what they do. Um, yeah. Before I go into the rest of of the event, um you also had yours uh, with Christy. We had her on the podcast as well. We got some good feedback from it, and I I saw on LinkedIn that you guys had a hundred and twenty odd people there that night. It was absolutely packed. So, so how was your event last week?
1: John? Um. Yes, Rudolf. I think it couldn't have started better. We had great energy, great weather. It was nice and hot. Uh, people were very positive and en- enthusiastic. A lot of the people I hadn't seen since last year, so it was good to reconnect with them. Uh, we had a great uh, guest speaker, Kirsty Scully, who is a super professional. Um, she also brought along two of her colleagues to add value to the presentation as well. And what I really enjoyed about their presentation is they weren't talking down at people. Um, it was a financial based presentation talking about preparing for your family's future, almost like what you had with, with IBM. And what is your vision for your family? What is your vision for you? Um, and, and what measures are you putting in place to achieve that vision? So Kirsty and the Core Wealth team really approached it from a humble point of view and to add value to people. So they touched on topics like preparing, um, your world correctly making sure all of that paperwork is in place, looking at how you diversify your assets, looking at how you distribute your wealth to future generations now while you're still alive. A lot of times you just get money when you you inherit after someone has passed away. But there are ways and means to distribute wealth or assets or properties or stuff like that while you are um, still alive. So it was very, very interesting. We've had a number of financial talks before But I I really enjoyed this one because of of how they approached it. Fairview did excellent, um, as we expected. They really set a new standard in terms of the wine tasting that they offered at a bubbly station, a red wine station, and a white wine station with their cheese and their trinkets and their drivels and their bultong and everything like that. So it was absolutely spectacular. And then we had Nikki Mason from Live Cape Town coming to talk um, about the Early Childhood Development Center in Vysantacral. Um, it's always good to see Nikki and to hear what um, is happening at Live Cape Town, which is an organisation close to many people's hearts. Yes, and we had three people stand up and do their um, do their one minute presentations, which was quite cool. And yeah, it was a it was a great positive start to the CBN year. Um, I'm um, I'm very happy with how it went. Um, I'm very interested to, to to hear what Peter was saying about um, having a vision for yourself and for your family. Um, maybe you can share a bit more on that, Rudolf.
0: Good, John. Um, it's, it's an interesting concept in that you, you cannot just go on building a business because you're gonna get so isolated. And the reason why you are actually doing your own business or, or potentially with a few other people is because you will probably want to manage your own time and, and get freedom of choice to do what you want to do. Um, but the problem is, as an entrepreneur, as a business person, you realize at some stage that you need to get to a point where you work more to replicate the income that you sacrificed in a more permanent job, maybe. And unfortunately, that business fully consumes you. Um, so so, didn't elaborate too much on what the vision for your family and what a vision for yourself needs to be. But he did mention that we need to align those so that the one doesn't take precedence over the other one. Um, It needs to be um, in sync so that if if I'm the the primary force in all three, that at least the vision that I have should align between the the three different ones. Um, One thing that struck me quite uh, as an interesting fact was that the way he sees an entrepreneur and and he sees an entrepreneur that's someone that drives a business, that invests in a business, build it up to a point where you can actually have enough passive income on the outside of that business and allow this business to almost run on its own. So you need to get out of the day-to-day of this business, drive that process to generate money, but also have a secondary income that replicates your income uh, to ensure that you, if 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 you can't work, that you still have the money, then you're truly free in that in that way. Mm. So, um, he made us raise our hands to see who's there, and he had to to lower his own hand as well. So maybe it's something to aspire to, um, but yeah, a lot of other interesting things. And One thing that I will share at some stage on LinkedIn that I quite liked, and there's a whole research paper and a lot of information available publicly on that was a formula of um how you how you drive forward, how you how you um gain traction in in setting yourself up for for this journey. And and it's to do with how dissatisfied you are at the moment with something and your vision to fix this. And then a few other things as well. And I think within each of those terms, within each of those, um, there's a whole definition of dissatisfaction of vision, mm. uh, the resilience that you have to have to drive that. And, and a lot of things that we can discuss at some stage around to to get this formula working to move forward. And, and one of it is just to start. Um, so you actually mentioned that we... You need to focus on tomorrow. Start tomorrow. It doesn't help that you go and take a hundred years to plan something and then it never happens. So you, you better, better start tomorrow and, and drive that process. And one other takeaway that I haven't done in quite some time, I've, I've done it before, but I haven't done it in quite some time, is to write a strategic plan for the business. And we all know strategic plans. We've seen them myself and you within the Auditor General back in the day. Those things are massive. But he says that your yeah. strategic plan needs to be one page. Must Everything must be on one page. You need to put it somewhere that you can see it and you know where you're going. And that's definitely something that I'm going to implement myself to, to ensure that I don't sidetrack myself off this direction of where I want to go. Yeah, a mm-hmm. very interesting. If you allow me, John, I want to just touch on the one-minute thing because you mentioned that uh, you had three people. Sure. On our side, we only had about 30 people. So we allow everyone almost almost a minute to just quickly say what they're doing. It takes about 15 to 20 minutes to get through, through the group. And on the previous podcast, I mentioned that I don't believe in the elevator pitch. I don't believe in it because you're not going to sell something to someone there. You need to sell yourself. So I do believe in that. You need to sell yourself. And you need to inform people. Of what you do. So that if they find that interesting. They they can actually come and talk to you afterwards. Um, so so yesterday. I listened to all these different discussions. And I, I had a slide up. Where I said to them. Listen. You've got one minute. Your first 10 se- seconds of the minute. You need to tell us who you are. What's your business name? Just that. The second part, 40 seconds. You need to tell us what the business does. What is the business about? And then the last 10 seconds that you have, we want to know why you are here. And that was actually the best part every time. Such varied answers. Everyone's names and, and businesses and so on was interesting. But that last part, people started talking about The one guy said, listen, I come here because of the keynote speakers. I enjoy the content.
1: Nothing really to do with networking. I think you touched on quite a few interesting points there. I think it would be very interesting to talk to Peter or to to even have him at the CBN one day and to share his Mm -hmm. views there. I think people that are people that are on the entrepreneurial journey have a lot to consider. Um, most people don't start out as entrepreneurs straight out of school. They might have a normal job. And then you eventually, you you see what corporate is like, you see what permanent employment is like, you see what the bosses are like, and then you abandon ship, and you're like, I'm going to do my own thing. But there's a lot to consider and a lot to unpack there. Um, I really like the idea of the one-page strategic plan. Um, I say if you can't write down a whole plan on one page, then, then it's too complicated. Then you don't understand yourself. Yes. And, and I remember when we were at the Auditor General looking at those enormous strategic plans and not knowing what is this organization actually trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, so having a one-pager and and just referring to it on a regular basis or putting it at your desk or on your fridge, I think just keep the main thing the main thing. Um, it's amazing companies that have this strategic planning in december or january they do the operational plan and the annual performance plan whatever you want to call it and then by february march everything's gone out the window and they do and they're going in a million different directions because no one goes back to the planning like are we on track are we still doing our goals have we become distracted or are we chasing our tail or 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 have things gone wrong because we just don't know how to implement um yeah, and then on the one minute thing, that's that that's quite a cool formula. I mean, the reason for 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 you to be at a networking event. Maybe that is something that I mean you can do that last, but you can always say, Hi, my name is John. I'm at um the IBN tonight because I'm looking for a plumber or I'm looking for a computer technician. And my this is what my company does. So that's actually quite a cool reason because that that obviously sparks conversation. Um, mm-hmm. if people understand why you're there. Um, I've seen it at the at the CBN as well. Um, some people come for the wine tasting, <laughs> some people come because they've got nothing to do; they're retired. Uh, a lot of people love the guest speaker. Some people like the networking and and just being out of the house and connecting with neighbors and friends. Um, but it is good to understand why people do attend because you you want to obviously attract as many people as possible to to the um, to the event. You don't just want to have it solely focused on networking or solely focused on guest speaker or the food or the wine or whatever, um, so it's good to. It's but it's good to know why people are there, um, and maybe that, that that's a good lead into what we actually wanted to talk about um, yeah. uh, today, which was how to boost your confidence in networking. And and this is something that I've been hammering on for maybe a couple of years now, and and um, I see people struggle with confidence in networking, and I think it comes down to. Being prepared. If you are prepared to network, you can then network. You cannot just show up at an event cold. You don't want to talk to anyone. You've got nothing to say. You've got no business cards. You've got no plan of action. And then you leave the event and you're frustrated. It was the biggest waste of time. I can't believe I went to cbn Nothing happened. It was a ne- negative experience because you didn't prepare. And what I tell people is, and, and, and I mean, both of us, we've we shared a bit on being quiet or introverted. Uh, we don't have everything figured out. We're not necessarily the life of the party. Um, and networking events can be intimidating. But I think if you are if you're prepared, you can eliminate the pressure to perform or the pressure to be the life of the party or have everyone laugh at your jokes um, and things like that. Um, how do you feel about that?
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I think you you can't go into such a setting without a bit of a plan of action. Now, um, a lot of times you'll go there because you think you're going to get business out of it. Um, and as I normally tell people, you're not getting business fr- fr- through attending this. You're getting business through the relationships that you build. And, and I'm very yes. adamant and strict regarding... Trust relationship between people. I do not vouch for anyone who pitches up. I I can introduce them. I might know some of them very well, and others I've only met just now. Um, but you need to you need to do this business transaction in the same way that you would approach any other business transaction, irrespective of where you're meeting the the person. Now, um, and and that is not going to happen on the night. You're going to click with someone or not but to enable you to click with them you first need to talk to them because otherwise there's no relationship <laughs> and that's the first step and um, if you're not as confident to talk to someone come prepared with something come, come with a question or a scenario or just an introduction come with something that you have almost rehearsed and that you're confident of, of talking about and and that would enable you to just start a conversation. If someone asks you, hi, who are you? What do you do? You need an answer. You can't think of what you're going to say there. It's it's something that you have to be mindful of in advance. Um, and then also, a lot of times with specific scenarios, specific networking events, you know the theme. You know what what is going to be spoken about. So, for instance, this one was doing business in turbulent times. We know what's going on the, in the country. It's election time. It's a, There's a lot of things happening. There's a, a global slowdown. Uh, Peter mentioned yesterday, 50% of the entire democratic world is going for elections this year. So it's, it's not just us. Um, but so you've got certain things already that you know. Uh, you know what the theme is. You know who the speaker is. So you can prepare one or two th- questions almost on that theme. And, and if you introduce yourself to someone, you can maybe ask him, listen, yeah, so what is your business struggling with this year? Because it's turbulent times. That's the theme. So, um, And you've got a conversation point. You don't have to, it's not rocket science, but, but if you just apply your mind, even in the car on your way there, um, you, you'd get two or three angles that you can take and strike up some conversation that would potentially position you as an interesting person. But also people will remember that, hey, this is the guy who asked me that next time they come and talk to you again. Um, and, and you don't have to be the one reaching out. So there's, there's a lot of different ways that, that one can do uh, can do this. Um, I, I prefer to be on topic with the evening because everyone's there for that. So that's the way I like. Um, what, what is your advice mm. on that, John?
1: Well, I think I've heard great advice um, about attending networking events, and something that that popped up at the Cape chamber meeting uh, Bruce Wade, um, they call him Batman, he's also a big fan of networking, and he said, "If you're going to attend an event, already ping the speaker on LinkedIn, connect or follow and say hi, my name's John. I'm looking forward to seeing you Peter tomorrow at the IBN um, let's have a chat and then you've already." got that little bit of edge, you've got a little bit of an in there in the relationship, and maybe they see the message, maybe they don't see the message, but at least you've got that connection with the speaker already. And then look at what the speaker's going to be talking about. Maybe they're an author, they're a sportsman, because oftentimes the speakers kind of work the room and then they end up in front of you and you say nothing or you say thank you. When you can have some, you can, hey hey, I really enjoyed your book or I saw your book, I ordered it on Take-A-Lot, or well done on, on your terrific performance in a sporting event or or whatever. Uh, so Because you never know who that person um, could connect you with. And you don't just want to be uh, a bit of a wallflower and you've got nothing to say. So what I always say, there, there's three things that pop up that that you can talk about. And it's all light and it's all positive and it's all something that it will take you three seconds to prepare. We're not saying you must slave away for hours and hours to prepare your speech, your elevator speech, or what you're going to talk to people about. But have one good thing that happened to you. What is the one thing that went right this week? What is the one positive story? Maybe there was no load shedding. Maybe you launched a new product. Maybe you hit 1,000 followers on Instagram. Maybe um, you attended a great seminar or something like that. But have a positive story to share. And then you don't have to dominate the room or the conversation by sharing it. You can just share the highlights of it. And maybe someone will ask you, hey, tell me a bit more. That sounds really cool. Um, Then the other thing to bring with is what one thing do you need to happen? So I I need a new website. I need to travel overseas. Who can help me with this? So have have a bit of a request in your back pocket. Um, if people are t- sort talking about their needs or they need help with this, that or the other, then maybe there's an opportunity um, at the networking event to put your hand up and say, Hey, my name's John. I really need help with this. I um, would be happy to talk to anyone here. Or if you can connect me with anyone. Remember, the people at the networking event aren't necessarily the only people that can help you. Maybe they know someone. So you need to put your hand up and say, I need help with this. Maybe someone says, hey, come and talk to me afterwards. You've got that in with that person, and you've hopefully got access to their network, and you can meet amazing people that way. And then the the last one is the obvious one. It says, I I need one person to connect with. So I'm looking for a specific... I'm looking for a lawyer who specializes in agriculture, or I'm looking for an interior designer, something like that. So... These are people say, hey, do you know a good person? So any, everyone that you talk to say, hey, have you got a good lawyer? Have you got a good accountant? Have you got a good plumber to recommend? And then you, maybe two, or three, you ask that to two or three people and you get two or three recommendations. People send you a WhatsApp or they scan your QR code or something like that. So these are very small little things to do. And that just keeps the conversation going. And people are helpful. Um, But to just stand there and and not say anything can get quite awkward and and the people move around. Um, I think oftentimes if you arrive at a business networking event with a bad attitude, (laughs) we've had a really negative day, you need to leave that at the door. Uh, You don't want to bring the negativity into the room. don't want to be a a down person that then distracts from the positive vibes going on uh, because – if people start walking away from you at a networking event, other people are going to see this and I'm not going to go talk to that guy. I'm getting getting weird vibes there or or whatever. And um, they're going to stick to the positive people, or the lighthearted people. Um, so don't leave that uh, that negative impression.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a true point. I think the, it's so easy for us to speak about negative things. It just comes up, you... Yesterday, we had a massive storm at the end of the session and then suddenly we started talking about all the the hail damage we've been having and the stormwater drains being blocked and you just hear it spiraling down and it's like people try and tell the next worst story. I think that's not necessarily always the best first impression. Um, I I don't like to be a negative person out of nature. I'm not, but it's sometimes so easy to get pulled down in that conversation and you leave with this heavy heart almost. You you leave there and you're like struck down almost. So don't be that person. Be the one that says, yes, I've had a good day. Look at the rain. It's amazing. We've been having great rains this last while. Although it sucks for cricket, but um, it's it's also necessary to have the rain. Um, Yeah, be be the person that lightens it up. If... uh, If you're going to be negative the whole time in that conversation, people are going to disappear from the circle that you're standing in. And and it happens naturally. People don't want to be pulled down into this hole. Um, So so be the positive one. Um, doesn't mean that you have to make jokes and and, and be the life of the party, but talk of inspiring things. Um, Take something from the (coughs) keynote speech that you can can apply in your own life and say, listen, yes, I enjoyed what he said over this or that and And just take an opportunity to inspire the next guy, and then I also think some practical yeah. things while you are there you need to you need to be practical. It's a loud space um, talk proudly, speak properly um and and look the person in the eyes. I mean that is a key thing in in any relationship is you connect with a person by looking at it. Don't talk to him, but you almost disregard him with your body language. Stand upright, talk properly. Simple things that one can do to make a good impression in such a setting.
1: I, th- I think that's a very good point about, um, about how you talk and what you talk about. Um, a great tip that I heard recently is ask easy questions that the entire group of three or four people around you can answer. Don't ask a complicated question or throw someone under the bus did you read that shocking article about the government i mean that's firstly no one has read the article because people are so over reading stuff about the government but and secondly that's a negative thing to say rather say oh did you see how well the cricket turned out or or did you hear this positive story something that something that can spark the conversation and something that's easy to answer for the whole group it doesn't depend on are you a plumber are you an accountant? Are you a lawyer? So it's a question that's very general, keeps the conversation going, and people can easily contribute to. They can say, yeah, I also went to the Kruger Park recently. Oh, yes, I went to the beach that day as well. It was a beautiful day, things like that. So, so stuff that's easy to answer, easy to relate to, um, that keeps the conversation going. And remember, I mean, we've said this a thousand times, you're not going to do business on the first time. You might have sure. a follow-up coffee the next day or the next week, but you just, you want to leave with a with a with a with a good impression of someone that's nice to talk to and someone that's easy to talk to and someone that isn't trying to sell something. Hey, take my business card, or you must buy from me, or or anything like that. Um, because you might see this person at the next IBN or the next CBN, and that that's when you could say, Hey, it's good to see you again. How was your holiday? Or what happened since we last met? And that's where you start building a deeper relationship, which could lead then to doing business or becoming collaborators or partners um, or whatever the case may be. I think it's important to keep that in mind. A lot of people are very disappointed at networking events because within three minutes, no one has done business with me. No one has liked my post or no one has bought my product. So networking is a waste of time. Um, guys, that's really
0: not how this works. Yeah, it's interesting. One One thing that I also need to mention is, and I'm not, very good at it. I focus on it a bit, um, especially more recently, but is to remember people's names. We all have name stickers mm-hmm. or tags or so on. I try and remember at least two or three people's names so that the next time you go, you greet him on the name. You gr- greet the person yeah. very directly. <clears throat> and that holds a lot of confidence for the other person and yourself. And it's almost mm-hmm. like you know each other now. And, and I think that starts a relationship. Um, it's, mm. it's something that gives someone pride. It's, oh, he remembered me. So it, it does something to a person if you remember his name. It's, I'm, I'm fully convinced of that. Um, there's a There's no chance of you gaining trust if you walk in there and you guess someone's name incorrectly. So if you don't know it, Rather talk around it or ask him again. So listen, I remember you from last time, but I forgot your name. Be honest about it and get it out mm-hmm. of the way. But don't get the yes. name wrong as well. Get, know the name. If you don't, don't uh, mumble around. Ask him for his name. It's a, It's good to talk to someone and, and mention his name. And one tactic maybe to share that I do is in the conversation, I meet you for the first time I'm like, Hi, I'm Rudolf. What's your name? You say, okay, you're John. In the conversation, say, "Yeah, John, it's nice to meet you. What do you do for a living, John? I'll mention your name two or three times because it just sinks in over over that conversation. If you don't do that, you're going to hear it one time. You're not going to say it once and you're going to forget it when you walk away. On a practical side, John, anything um, that you would want to say about how you behave maybe at a networking event.
1: Um, yeah, I think, I think it's important to understand that you need to give other people space. You cannot try and dominate the whole room. You get a lot of people, they want to mingle with everyone and dominate and be the loudest and, and almost gather as many people as possible to their group to hear their crazy story. Rather float like a bee across the room, like we said in, the, in our recent newsletter mingle know how to enter a conversation know how to leave a conversation how to enter a conversation very easily hi my name is john great to see you what is your name you don't even have to ask them what they do just introduce yourself very very quickly that's something that we do all the time we do it at restaurants we do it at church we do it at other events so you can do the same at a networking event and then i always try and leave a conversation before it runs out of steam So if I see, oh, this is unraveling or it's taking too long or it's not going anywhere or we've kind of all sussed each other out, then it's maybe time to leave. So be the person that leaves. Don't be scared to leave. Say, guys, great to chat to you. I've seen someone over there. I'm going to go and talk to them. See you guys a bit later or see you next time or something like that. And then even shake people's hands and use their name again. Hi, Peter. Great to see you. Shake everyone's hand, Peter, Susie, whoever, and leave. So there's nothing wrong with that because that shows that you're not just standing there, standing there, standing there, standing there, standing. It can become a bit stagnant, especially if people have kind of run other things to say or they want to change the topic or something like that. And then maybe as as a final point to wrap up today's conversation, don't just leave a networking event. Don't just ninja. (laughs) I like to call it. Don't just be a ninja and disappear into the dark of the night. Uh, It's not good style. I think go, at least go and greet the organizer or the speaker or some of the people you've spoken to. Say, hey, Bob, great to see you. Shake his hand. I'm leaving. See you next time. I think that just also reinforces um, your relationship or your connection with that person. And you can say, hi, Bob, I'm going to send you that email tomorrow. Hi, Rudolph, I'm going to phone you tomorrow about A, B, or C. I think it's, it leaves a good impression. You've made a good first impression, so make a good last impression as well. And I think this is something that is maybe underutilized. I've seen it at the CBN as well, where you meet people before the, before the guest speaker starts, you have a nice chat, and then these people disappear straight after the guest speaker. I'm like, oh, I really wanted to talk to that person, or I had someone to connect you with. So just, just hang around, and if you need to leave and there's other people you know, just, just go and greet them and, um, and say a few words. I think it just rounds off the evening a lot better.
0: Yeah, maybe to add to that is also to pay your bill. Um, it's happened quite a few times that people sit and then they they leave, but they've not settled their bill with the restaurant or the, the bar area or something like that, um, which is very disappointing, firstly, and secondly, reflects very poorly on you as an individual. And it might be by chance or, or by mistake, but, uh, yeah, it, it Definitely looks deliberate. <laughs> this guy just ate and left, So you don't do that. Um, and it's happened. So, uh, <laughs> I think it's an important thing that you, you leave on goods in good state so that you are allowed back in, uh, the next time and that you mm. feel welcome the next time. You don't want to come back and you're under a bit of a cloud there. Um, the, the distrust spreads very quickly. That's so a very practical things. I think. It's relationships. And relationships are complex, but they're actually very easy to maintain. And one thing that maintains a relationship is firstly, time. If you spend time with someone, you'll build a relationship. Secondly is is trust and communication. You build the trust through communicating. People can hear what you're talking about. You can see what you stand for through that conversation. But if you don't talk to anyone, they're not going to get to know you. And unfortunately, because of that, you're probably not going to be a good networker in these uh, environments. Like the conversation we had last week on the podcast with with Chris, is it's not a skill. You actually you actually can prepare for this. It's not a skill set necessarily. Prepare well, have a strategy, and go and do it. Implement it, and and work through the scenario. So. If you have a strategy to, to follow and you come prepared, you're going to be a good networker. Not born with it or not born with it. It's it's something that you can work at, that you can can become better at, and that you can get a lot of value out of if you maintain it and mm. follow up in between those sessions as well.
1: No, excellent advice there. I really think the preparedness is one thing, I think. Don't just show up. Otherwise, you're wasting your own time and you're wasting other people's time as well. Be prepared. Just put a little bit of preparation, even on the drive there. Um, You've got the networking event in your calendar. Think about what am I going to say? What am I going to do? And go in with that mindset. And I really think that can add value to you. I also think be aware of what's going out or or what's going on in the room as well. Um, Don't come with a game plan that, isn't flexible. Um, if people are talking about one thing and and it's really not a good time to raise your point that you really, really, really wanted to raise, then don't raise it. So read the rumors also. Have a plan, but also see what's going on. Maybe maybe, maybe people are talking about a certain topic or, or um, really fascinated by the guest speaker. You can still get a lot of value out of that. So park your um, to-do list, um, if I can use that term, and go with the flow a little bit. Um, maybe maybe late in the evening or later during the event, you can then raise your points as well. I think that 's also something that people miss they They come in guns blazing uh, with their plan, rightly so, but they just do it in the wrong way. yeah Rudolph, uh, great to chat again. Um, love this discussion. I think um, we're learning a lot still from the the CBN and the I b n and looking forward to to um, giving more wisdom uh, to the viewers and the listeners. And, and trying to help people build better connections, make better relationships, and, 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 and grow their business by, by, by doing these things um, in the right way. So, so thank you, Rudolf, for your time. Great to chat. Uh, thank you, everybody, for, for watching. And we will see you next time again at the right place.